Okay, so if you had to pick one of our animals to be a spirit guide, which one would you pick? Remember that beta fish we had? Oh no! Hi everybody, I'm John. I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing! A podcast where we watch all of the DVDs and Blu-rays in our library. All of them. Just all of them. In kind of alphabetical order sometimes. We, we do, we're taking it letter by letter. So right now we're on the C's. And this should be coming out exactly a week before Halloween. Which would make it a week and a day before Dia de los Muertos. Well, a week and two days technically. Because day... All Souls Day is November 2nd. All Saints Day is November 1st. Am I getting too Catholic? Isn't it on the 1st, though? I'm not actually sure. Or are you just thinking you always celebrate on a Saturday? Well, no, no. I'm not thinking you always celebrate on a Saturday. What I'm saying is that... One of the local eateries is celebrating it on Saturday. Oh. On the 3rd. Let me see. Dia de los Muertos. What's the day? Hmm? What is the date? The first. It begins on Wednesday, October 31st, ends on Friday, November 2nd, because All Souls Day is November 2nd, so that's the Catholic part of the holiday. Is that when they have to go back to um, the spirit land? Something like that? Listen, I'm not Mexican, so I can't really <laughs> clarify oh, much on this. We should have done more research. We should have. Anyway, we're talking about Coco today. Yay! He's looking at me. Is this, is this <laughs> our first? I think this might be our first. It is our first Disney. Yes, like. Well, technically it's huh? Pixar, but it's like it's our it's first like non like Marvel Disney. Yeah. Oh, I forgot they did that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't count. Ah, this is this is fun though because I think we at, when we were at Disney World last Thanksgiving when we were at Epcot, we actually saw the Coco Mariachis before we saw the movie Coco. Yeah, cuz they were playing the songs and then we were like, "Oh, this is so good. We need to go see it immediately." <laughs> so as soon as we got back to Atlanta, we did go see it. It was very good. Wait, didn't maybe no, maybe we saw it before the trip. No, we didn't see it before the Are trip. You sure? I remember because I was like, huh, this was nothing like the plot lines the mariachis dropped hints about at Epcot. No, that's no, not we true. saw we saw it before what? we saw it after the trip. Well no no, he was talking about how certain songs had happened at different points in the movie and it was to throw us off because we hadn't seen Coco yet and to make us want to go see Coco. <laughs> Genius. I know my mom, who who loves mariachis in general, she was like, it was a bit of an advertisement for Coco. But oh, but she was getting, like, elbowing the kids over to get to the front, so yeah, I don't want to she loved it. it. She loved it. Mexico is maybe the best part of Epcot. I don't know. Mm. Epcot is great. Epcot is great. Epcot is great. This is a Disney show now. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part about Coco? I love this movie. I, I cry every time I watch it. Bethany... Can attest to that. We saw it twice in theaters. I think we've watched it twice since then. Have I cried every time? Yes. But the... I'm not a movie crier, and the first time... First two times I saw this, I was crying. Yeah. This is... Oh, it's such... That's that's real time. Oh. Oh. I think... I think I have, like, two very reliable cries in this movie. Like, which is... The beginning, when, when Abuela smashes the guitar... Oh, that that just that breaks my heart every time, especially because you can see the rest of the family. Like, are you sure you can see like the faces of the rest of the family? Like, 
are you sure about this? Are you sure you want to do this? And I think, um, basically from the moment we find out who Hector really is until the end is just a non-stop cry fest for me. <laughs> Ugh. Like, <sighs> what? His first spoiler. <laughs> what? Well, but well, I guess you already spoiled it. Listen, we can spoil this. Yeah, no, movie. we're supposed to spoil it. But we're allowed. To, if you haven't watched Coco, stop this recording. Go watch Coco. Dry it's, your tears and then come listen. Then come back and listen. Bring your thoughts. Bring your love of music and Latino culture and everything. There's so many things that this gets right. Did you know? So. Lalo Alcaraz, who, like, writes this, like, political co- comic strip called La Cucaracha about, like, being Chicano in America, he was brought on as one of the cultural consultants. Hmm. Like, Pixar really did their homework with this. Like, hmm. they made sure they wanted something that, like, accurately represented the Mexican experience and, like, the Mexican-American experience as well, which is cool because, you know, Lee Unkrich is the director, but um, let me, I'm gonna, I, I, I want to make sure I get this name right, so I'm gonna look it up. Yes. Co-directed by Adrian Molina, um, who I think was one of the writers on it as well. Yeah, story by by Adrian Molina, and it's very good music by the... The um, Lopez. Yes, the Lopez. Family. The, Lo- the Lopez's, <laughs> who also wrote um, Frozen and... Um, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon? Yeah. yeah. The, Lo- the Lopez's, who basically kind of run the game for best original song oscars they're so good they're so good they're, they're very good they're they, the new like they're they're egots well but the like the renaissance disney well they're the they're alan the newest menken? i was alan menken was they're, yeah. oh, they are they're kind like of. the new alan menken basically oh shoot they kind yeah. of are i wonder what except call, except for lynn of course i who, wonder what they'll call this age of disney well like here's 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 what's get here's what's getting me they rightfully got their egot I wish that Lynn had also been able to get his EGOT. He's got time. I'm just saying... Big things. How Far I'll Go was way better than City of Stars. City of Stars is a nothing song. <laughs> it's not about anything. So? so you know I like La La Land. You know I like it. But, uh, I want to have someone on our show that hates La La Land to watch it with us. You think so? I don't know if we can get anyone to do that, though. Yeah, that would be kind of mean. But I watched the Marvel movies. Yeah, but you like them now. Admit it. You enjoy them. Mm, Enjoy is a strong word. (laughs) (laughs) But I really, really, really don't like them. (laughs) That was a black... That was a plain white tease. tease. (laughs) (laughs) Drum drum, uh, noise. Ching. That, that's your that's your rim shot noise. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's eight forty seven on a Wednesday. After a test, we're getting married on Friday. By the time this episode comes Yowie. out, we'll be married. Yowie. Yes, and I promise I will not leave you and a young daughter to go pursue a career, fame, and fortune in music. <laughs> and if you do that to me, I will start a shoe business. Cool. Just letting you know. Good to know. Just, it's, this is a movie that's almost hard to talk about because of how much I love it. Oh, like you don't want to? Like there's so I mean, I can't think of anything to, to start at least. To like where to start, where do we start with this? I it's, know. well, let's, I knew I was going to love this when Gael Garcia Bernal 
was announced as a cast member. That's the moment that I knew this movie was going to be my obsession, basically. Because Gael is a king. He is... His, his, his little short, tight little body runs cinema. Hey, 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 hey. This is a... Is it... Huh. Is, a family mo- is this a family movie? a family movie? movie, so family rules. Okay, but we can talk about how tight his little body is. He's a very small man, but the body contains a lot of power, a lot of acting power. He's yeah, very- we'll talk about that power on uh, E2 Mom Tambien. Well, we'll, ta- we'll talk about it on Naruta, too. Oh, gosh, Naruta. Yeah. Uh, no, Kyle is great. He was the lead of one of our favorite shows that got canceled before its time. Well, but actually, it had like four seasons. Everyone ragged on for being super pretentious and inaccurate with the music playing mozart in the jungle all of it's on but Amazon. apparently i was trained very badly because i thought it was great it was entertaining and it was great for people who love music and great for people who love gail garcia bernal and great for people who love jason schwartzman yeah 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 um this cast pretty much i can't think of a single character that isn't latino there because there isn't one it's like an entirely latino story there's a- oh, you mean like I thought you meant like the voice cast. I was like, there's gotta be someone. No, most really of them are the like, cast? yeah. Even Miguel is Mexican, you know. Who, yeah. Who, who, yeah. Like, uh, like Miguel the singer. Yeah. Not no, Miguel no. the character. Uh, it's very good. Jaime Camille, known for playing um, Rodrigo de la Vega, <laughs> plays Miguel's father. Um, God, you got Edward James Olmos playing Chicharron. Yeah, it's Gabriel Iglesias is the customs <laughs> agent. It's it's excellent. God, and you've got like so many like Mexican icons in this movie, like uh, Frida Kahlo, a bunch of different artists. Diego Rivera is there oh, too. Oh man, Just... I love Frida Kahlo and her like skeleton monkeys. Oh, uh, that's my, yeah, my her, favorite her, parts. Her her fire breathing lizard monkey. Yes. Oh yes, the alebrijes. Oh oh, can we talk? I mean. Well, that, yeah, that's something that, um, I've actually, like, I've, I've, we've bought alabrejas from, like, Mexico, and, like, I've seen them, and I've, like, been like, oh, these are so cool, and I didn't even know the name of them until this movie. Yeah, and it was based on, like, a specific kind of art, too, like, a specific artist's art, Mm -hmm. but, oh, it's so pretty. Like, can I just say, Pepita is amazing, and maybe the best character in this movie? (laughs) Except for, of course... Dante! Dante! <laughs> except like, for Pepita, maybe the best character in this movie, except for Dante, uh, who is Athena to a T, kind of? Uh, it's like Athena's athleticism with Artie's dopiness. <laughs> Athena can be pretty dopey. You've seen. Yeah, listen, you know Artie's the positions. You've seen the positions that that uh, Dante gets himself in. Reminds me a lot mm-hmm. of like when Athena like crashes on the bed and like rolls over onto her head so that she yeah. can get pets. Ugh. Like a perfect combination of our two dogs, but hairless. The, visu- <laughs> the visuals in this movie, breathtaking. Oh, I mean, it's a Pixar film, so like, of course you expect that. But the colors and everything of the Land of the Dead, oh, incredible! But the incredible. Land of the Dead is the, the so like the amazing thing is that it's so bright and like warm, and yeah. like the gold tones when you see like like the, the marigolds. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the design of this movie. There's. There are people who have talked about it better. I mean, this is this might be a short episode because all I can do is just rave about this movie. Ugh. <laughs> oh. I like it all worked for me, all of it. 
I cannot think of a single thing that doesn't work for me. It's like such a good cultural story and it's like it like brings in real world elements like the entire immigration checkpoints part and family families being separated. It was like oh. I mean I know it wasn't necessarily meant to make an explicit political statement, but it kind of did in a way. Like it's oh, spoke out to me like last year especially because that was around the first, you know, that was when the first policies were really starting to come through. Trump had been in office for like under a year when this movie came out, mm. but it was still so relevant. And it was just, it was really important for me to see. Of, and I know it's not representative of all Latinos, but it's still a very decidedly Latino story and Latino cultural event celebrated and grossing like hugely. It's like, it's very, very. Well, I mean, oh. I, you. I feel like I've watched Latino culture come to the forefront, and not just because of like this movie. And like in high school, when you learn about Dia de much you're like, oh, that's a thing. But then, like once I got to college, people were like, you know, emulating it. And now it's you know something people want to celebrate here, instead of this thing. And I know that's kind of bad because Some, depending sometimes on how that you can celebrate. be bad. Yeah. But I feel like it's much more present now like it's people yeah. are more aware of well people are more aware traditions and customs and people that... are more aware of like latino culture existing as its own thing mm-hmm. in the u.s mm-hmm. even as it's like trying to be stamped down i, I feel like shows like ugly betty and jane the virgin did a lot of good oh, work oh, there I yeah i forgot about ugly betty well i mean you you had like latino stories being brought to the forefront oh god i always think of gina rodriguez's speech when she won the golden globe for best actress This award is so much more than myself. It represents a culture that wants to see themselves as heroes. And it's, uh, I teared up when I heard that. And I tear up a lot. Yeah, you just tear up a lot in general. I do, but like, (laughs) especially when you see something like as huge and important as this culture that's been othered for so long. And that, you know, is still arguably being othered today and still very much under attack by the uh, political institutions and our, you know, our, our electoral college specifically, because that's how we got elected. But oh, it's it's important for me to see it celebrated. And I feel like, I feel like Pixar, you know, they're a very white studio, like traditionally. Yeah. But they have been moving in the direction of like giving artists of color chances to tell cultural stories. I feel like Bao, which was the short before Incredibles oh, 2. Oh, that was so cute. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good example of it because it was a story directed and written by an Asian person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when we start seeing these spaces, start seeing these spaces where Latino stories can be told, it's important. And obviously, this wasn't the first one. This wasn't even the first Dia de los Muertos movie to come out recently. Yeah. You know, that, I think it was good. It told its own story, too. Um, Book of Life, which uh, had uh, Gael Garcia Bernal's boyfriend, Diego Luna, starring in it. <laughs> um, produced by Guillermo del Toro, del Toro. Also, like, a very... Not, like, as, like, a fully Mexican cast as this one was. Because, like, Channing Tatum was in it. But... <laughs> it, you don't know his history. <laughs> it's, you know, another anime movie taking these, like, Mexican cultural aesthetics and things like that. Yeah. And it's important to see those in the forefront and this movie is so important, and it's got good music, and it makes me cry every time. And right, I guess that really could speak to the importance if there's two mil- two you know 
similar movies, different, you know, obviously different storylines, but, but things are really... Like, it's a culturally significant yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And not not to, like, bring it back to capitalism, but, you know, people are seeing that that's marketable. But it can be a good thing when you're marketing that sort of thing because it's exposing people to it. Mm-hmm. It's like... And, like, I don't think Disney should have tried to trademark Day of the Dead like they did when they were producing this movie. Or like they attempted to. But um, they did they did some good work with this. They did some very good work. Um, in conclusion, five stars. This has been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> what can we talk about? When she sings Yorona. Oh, man. When in, in, the, in, the, in the gate, when it's like... Uh-huh. Okay, like, the main tension is, like, family versus passion. Like, that's so much of the tension. It's, like, duty to family, duty to tradition, and duty to culture. And that's, like, what Miguel is wrestling with this whole time because he so badly wants to be a musician. Mm-hmm. And the world is, and his family is telling him no. And that's, and that's something that was interesting, too. It's, like, we must be the only family in Mexico that doesn't like music because... That is, like, the Latino experience is getting together and singing old songs. And a lot of the time, old Mexican songs, specifically rancheros and norteños and ballads like La Llorona. And, oh, it's... It's just, like... Yeah, no, that's another reliable tear spot is when... Is when she starts singing La Llorona. Is like, I loved our, my husband, I loved music, but it poisoned our family, basically, and it mm. destroyed it. And... It's just, it's also a movie about killing your heroes, too, which I love. <laughs> uh, Benjamin Bratt is so sinister mm-hmm. as De La Cruz. Like, mm-hmm. he plays it just right. He plays the line just right as that, like, kind of sleazebag who will do anything to get to the top. And you think about the way that he's held up at the beginning, and you get this idea, and, you know, you're, you're told that you have to seize your moment and things like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that that line is inverted by the end of it is like, you have to seize your moment. And I did. It's like, ugh! Oh, like when, um, at the beginning, when his ofrenda is just De La Cruz. <laughs> just at his personal ofrenda is De La Cruz. <laughs> like, he's such a cute kid. Like, God, and he, like, salvaged the guitar himself. Mm-hmm. He has to... Painted it. Turn... Put Sharpies on it to make it look like De La Cruz's. Turn... The tuners are screws that he turns with a plier. Ugh! And then somehow he's, like, magically perfect at the guitar. <laughs> well, because he's been practicing for okay, years. Okay, but... As he, you can be self-taught as a child and very should. good, okay? <laughs> they, they could have turned that down a notch. Okay, that's one thing. He could have been a little less good at guitar. But he was very good. But he was very good. It's okay for him to be very good. No. I think it was great that child he was very child. good. <laughs> <laughs> Too many other children that were very good at violin. <sighs> Me, not so good. Gosh. It's... It's a very, very good movie. But yeah, going back to the gold tones. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting that that was kind of a pathway from the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Because you see, like, in the, one of the very first scenes, like, once once they're like, oh, it's 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 the day, it's Dia de los Muertos, or whatever it is. Um, and his mom's, like, scattering the petals. To, like, and move then the he, path back yeah, to the ancestors. And then he, yeah, because then he follows to the, like... <laughs> To the affront of her De La Cruz, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, like, to the the graveyard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then his family comes. Oh, oh that was... 
that was a good like morbid humor spot when he runs through the the people mm-hmm. and, and then the skeletons, skeletons see him and start screaming yeah. at him <laughs> like a reversal i still love the why are you walking like that i'm walking like a skeleton <laughs> but i really like the idea that like his family knows him because they've just been watching him they oh. come every year and like, and, like see, see their him. family well Oh gosh. Okay, that's that's something that's like really important about yeah. this movie though. It's like is this idea that people's spirits are alive as long as those who knew them like pass down their stories. Mm-hmm. And that's It's a Hamilton moment right there. <sighs> oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like that is how you remember people. Mm-hmm. That is how people have their second life. Mm-hmm. And it like oh, when you think that like Gael Garcia, that Hector is going to pass from existence without seeing his daughter again, mm-hmm. God, oh, uh. But that begs the question because now Miguel knew about him. Well, it, it's so as, did he as, bring as he him said, back to as life? he well as as it was established within the rules of the movie. That's not how it works. Once people people who who knew you have to pass on your story, mm. basically. So like. Oh. Yeah, but he broke all the rules. Well, so it's like thing. the decision the decision to like leave him off the ofrenda is a decision to let him be forgotten. And that's like... Oof. It's this idea that it doesn't matter who your family is. And obviously this isn't like a universal pass. Like, mm-hmm. But like it, your legacy is like who you leave behind in a way. It's like who, you, who you've mm-hmm. touched in your life and who you've... Who is important to you in your life. And yeah. like... This movie, like, hit a lot of good spots for me. <laughs> the, the one part that made me, like, really, like, like, sad, like, when I saw it was when, um, he's singing in, like, like, Baby Coco. Yeah. When she's, like, singing back to him. Oh. Oh. That was a real sad part. And it's not meant to be a sad it's part, like, really, but. Well, it's such a tear-jerking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, because Mary saw it before us, I was like, yeah, Remember Me sounds like a really good song. She's like, when you see it, you'll never hear it yeah, the same way again. Right. <laughs> it's true. Oh, You're like, ah. it, it's, it's It's a tearjerker every time. Every time. God. And then when he oh. sings to her at the end, like, when he comes back. God, can we talk about the Oscars performance? I don't Do you remember. Oh, my God. With Miguel? Well, Miguel was there, but Gael Gael was up there. Oh, he opened. And he opened it up and he sang it in, like, his really, like, soft voice that he has. And, like, he was wearing, like, the traditional Mexican tie in Mexican colors. And it was just... (sighs) (laughs) I just... I mean, it makes me think about how important last year's Oscars were were for, like, Mexico in general. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. Because Guillermo del Toro won, like, Best Oscar. It's just to see that there is a segment of our culture that is still valuing Mexican people and valuing Latino people. It's it it like brings tears to my eyes because you know I kind of grew up in an area where they weren't valued or like in an environment where they weren't Mm -hmm. like there. I mean, I've I've told you personally about the incident where I wrote an essay about immigration that I left out and it was just covered in slurs. Like, like people had like defaced it and like, it's it's just growing up 
in an environment hostile to Latinos, seeing this makes me happy. It brings me a lot of hope for kids, for Latino kids growing up in in an environment that is still very hostile, but they still have like an access and a potential to say, hey, look at this culture on screen. I mean, you gotta think it's it's kind of like the same thing Moana did for the Maori, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a way. Like, it, it brought real, real cultures to the forefront. And I think that's something that Disney has tried to do in the past and hasn't necessarily done a great job of. And I think it's something that we're seeing more of now. I think if you look at even, like, the ways that Epcot has changed over the years... Like, I don't know much about... I was going to say, what do you know about that? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like... Well, if anything, the boat ride has gotten less culturally significant, but... Well, it's, it used to be. Well, it's not like an angering the gods thing. That's kind of like that a little bit... That was pretty rare, yeah. yeah. But it seemed more authentic because of the art they had. But, yeah, I just... But yeah, no. They have certainly tried to turn around their, like, cultural sensitivity. Rather than, like, an exoticism of culture. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see a straightforward presentation. Like, even if you look at the scene where they're having the talent show in the square, on in, well, in the land of the living, mm-hmm. even, it's like, you see a wide spectrum of, like, different musicians of different styles, and you see that in the land of the dead, too, and it's just... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, when they're... Do- yeah, that's... It's like, this idea that... Oh, I do, I do like that parallel, how they were having the, the same The talent thing. shows. Yeah. yeah. But th- it's this idea that Mexican culture isn't a monolith. It's a varied and patchwork thing because, mm-hmm. and that's all of Latino culture because Latino culture is inherently a mismatch because we've got this culture of Spanish colonizers, we've got the culture of misti- of mestizos and of and uh, natives like all steeped together and brewed together and like in the U.S. especially Latino pa- Latino culture is often a patchwork because people. And, like, there are some exceptions to this, obviously, but, like, people don't hang out by nationalities in, like, the Latino community, necessarily. Right. If you, like, bond with, like, Latinos, you're gonna just hang out with with them regardless of it. Like, I consider some of my closest family, even though they're not related to me by blood, these very close friends of ours who are going to be at our wedding, um, who are, you know, a, a family of Chileans and Mexicans who have all gotten together. And they're, in my opinion, some of my closest relatives, even if not by blood. And my family isn't Chilean or Mexican. We're Colombian and Dominican. And we're all bonding over this common experience of being removed in a way. Like, not not by force, but like literally like by distance from what some might call a motherland or a mother culture. But Latin America itself isn't doesn't necessarily have a cemented mother culture. So like we exist in this space that is separate from a lot of people. It's it's in a diaspora. It's not... I'm very emotional this episode, aren't I? Yeah. Is it because I'm getting married in two days? Or Probably. does this movie just Maybe. make me emotional in yeah, general? Yeah, I knew you'd have to drop that in there somewhere. <laughs> <sighs> what do you have to say about dear, Coco? Dear listener, we are now married by the time you are hearing this. <laughs> what do you have to say about Coco, babe? Well, the one thing I was thinking about is the big Gatsby style party that oh. Taylor Cruz has, because that was oh. something also animationally stunning to me. Yeah, um, I like the uh, the hip hop cumbia that's playing in the background. <laughs> and what is oh. it? The uh, the, the guitar shaped 
the um. Oh my god, the uh, the alabrije that's got the yeah. that's got the taquitos on its spikes it like, like a yeah, porcupine, like a hedgehog, a hedgehog yeah, with extra long spikes. Yeah. Uh, it's carrying around hors d'oeuvres. It was just so like imaginative, in a way that I like, I mean obviously like Pixar and Disney are super. But you see, I think this was different than anything we've seen from them before. Which is surprising. You like, how did you do that? You've done everything. Mm-hmm. And like. I think we can't just give credit to Pixar. A lot of people do this, but this world was so real and lived in. Like the way mm-hmm. that they created the Land of the Dead with like its own systems of transportation and oh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and seeing like all the alabrijas flying around among like the the cable cars mm-hmm. and things like that. And, uh, that felt like very early, like nineteenth century too, or twentieth uh-huh. uh, century. Early twentieth century. Like how centuries work. It's dumb. Uh, I think the other. Th- but what that also really gets me is when um, Dante and Pepita come back to the land of the living. Oh, she's a little kitty cat. And Dante, and Dante uh. transforms back into a dog. <laughs> it's this idea that... Mm, pets are pets important are, to us. <laughs> are important to us and watching over us in a way. Uh. It's like they're meant to be our guides. This is the first episode that I've cried in, right? Like, uh, I think is it, it. I think it is. Maybe well, at least this much, anyway. Oh, yeah, probably. I think it, I think it is the first one that, that I level, legit yeah. cried in, though. Oh, I love this movie. Five out of five guitars. You're done. That's it. That's. If I say more, I'll be blubbering. Like, do we do we get all the content that are? That everyone craves. Did we miss anything? I don't think so. Can you even think? You're just so... <sighs> I love this movie! <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna do my uh, alabrijes then. Yeah. Uh, 100 alabrijes. Yes! <laughs> oh, perfect movie. Certified home viewing. Perfect movie. We need to get a sticker that we can like... <laughs> put on our podcast art for like when a movie is perfect <laughs> i love this movie someone add us with this art no <laughs> watch watch coco watch it a bunch of times i'm probably gonna watch it at least one more time before dia de los muertos because <laughs> i love it so much what are we watching next call me by your name yeah i think i think you know what you know what i got a lot of tears out for this one i think that makes Yay. me ready for the next one yeah sufjan stevens can just sing I'll me to sleep the next one exactly <laughs> All right, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Network. We've also got new shows on the Pocket Podcast Network new right now. New shows? What? Yeah, we got the Ghoul Tank, <laughs> and we've got Simultaneous Catch, a podcast about the NFL. I have a new show on the network. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. It's called Them's the Facts. It's with our friends uh, Chris and Gabe, who have both been on home viewing before. It's, as Gabe put it, a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun to record. Um, our theme music is by The Organ Machines. So thank you to them. It's Oil Waves off of their first EP. And I'm John. Really? I don't know. What am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Nothing. I just don't know why we say it. Do we, does everyone say their names at the end of the podcast? Sometimes they do. Huh. And I'm Bethany. <laughs> See you all next episode. <laughs> Bye. It's never how you knew it. Nobody looks at it that
Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.